Okay, everybody, welcome to Never Go Full Nelson. You, we are all the way to episode seven, season three. That's going to be some good times. Nick, what are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm uh, Ben well, Nelson, Earl. your host, one of your hosts, <clears throat> and this is Nick Nelson, my son, and he's our co-host. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. I've been watching this uh, Spanish TV show called Visa Vis, but it, on Netflix is called, uh, uh, what is it called? Locked Up. And it's like set in Spain and so fucking funny because I never, I know some Spanish, but I don't, mm-hmm. I've never been able to tell like the difference between dialects in Spanish. Right. Watching this show, like after watching a show like Narcos, which is like supposed to be like Colombian, you know? And and then you know I guess it takes place in Mexico that that link you know the way they speak versus the way they speak in Spain, everybody in Spain speaks with a lisp. They oh say, no, kidding! They say <laughs> they, they say gracias in Barcelona. Gracias. So and it makes me think of remember remember Yellowbeard with Cheech, there was a Tommy <laughs> Chong and Cheech Marin and the dudes from Monty Python and Tommy Chong plays that Spanish yeah, uh, he, uh, and he talks with a lisp. That's why he's talking with a lisp is because Spanish people from Spain talk like that. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. I never knew that. I never yeah, knew that. It's pretty, it's pretty funny, man. I got to tell you, that's a, what a great show. I got to watch that again. Holy shit. What is that? Yellow beer. Yellow oh, yellow beard. beard. <laughs> that was, use uh, your dagger, Dan. That was, uh, what's his name? Uh, the main guy from Money Python played Yellow Beard. Yeah, he such a great guy. Brian, what, what's his name? Brian, uh, the fuck is his name? The, yeah, the big dude. He croaked, yeah. unfortunately. He plays Life of Brian. That's why I'm thinking Yeah, Brian. yeah, yeah. He's so good in that too, man. Uh-huh. He's the best. Uh, he, he's brilliant, man. He really is. He really fucking, is brilliant. It's yeah. David something, isn't it? No, uh, I don't. I'm missing it all. You have to, you have to Google that. And admit, Graham uh, Chapman. Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman, of course. Yeah, yeah, fucking Graham Chapman, dude. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, no, it's just just brilliant stuff. I mean, it's just I can watch it. I don't, so many good scenes from there. Like when the the uh, the the uh, there were a bunch of little kids are throwing crap at everybody like this, and the guy goes, "Oh, he throws a little quarter. He throws a gold piece on the ground, and the and the kid bends over to pick it up, and he just." Boots him in the butt. Kicks like him a, right in the he ass. He says, a, a good big one will always defeat a bad little one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great Yeah, stuff. no, those those guys were so fucking fun. I, I still think they're fun. I mean, John, was it John, John Cleese? Mm. John Cheese? <laughs> John Cleese? Yeah, John Cleese uh, still he's, hanging in there. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, Ter- Terry Gilliam, he was the, the American out of the group. Yeah. And he's the one that directed some great films. He did... Uh, what did he do? He did Time Bandits was one of his earlier ones. He did the... Uh, yeah, he did some pretty serious shit, too. Um, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen was really interesting that he did. Had a, and then he did, uh, he did uh, Dr. Parnassus, I think, in the yeah, Imaginary. That was a weird one. I forget one. which one he did, but he did, uh, did, did Brazil? some serious, pretty serious stuff, too, you know? Yeah, Brazil was, I think, was one Brazil, of yeah. 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 No, he's fantastic. He's a, you know, he's a just, straight up artist, man. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's but you know he's got a real bad rap in Hollywood, man. He's what? everything he. Oh yeah, dude, it sucks because like, like most, uh, not because of of him directly. It's because he he has this issue. He's got this like fucking Hollywood curse where every movie he does has just has the most problems. The producers give him the hardest fucking time. He doesn't get the box office sales he's ever looking. It's just he always has problems with Hollywood every hmm. single time. Not because of him. It's just fucking no. dick yeah. luck, you know. 
Yeah. I mean, fuck, well, uh, Heath Ledger died on that movie, Dr. Parnassus. So he had to fucking totally go out he, and thank God Heath Ledger's uh, friends came in and took the role afterwards. So like Johnny Depp and um, a couple other people came in and did the, like, it was weird the way they did it, but save the movie, I guess. Yeah. Hey, I want to say, uh, none of our listeners know, um, and I don't know if you want to talk about it very much or not, but uh, you had, uh, uh, we had planned a little getaway for my birthday there and you couldn't make it. We planned at the Hard day, Rock, the and because uh, you came down with the dreaded COVID, uh, you look good, oh, yeah. man. You look good. You've bounced back pretty good there. Do you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I still have snot in my chest and my nose. Um, I I don't dare take a COVID test because for a week and a half straight, it still came up positive. So I was just like, fuck it. Uh, but you know, nobody at my work got sick, so I, I did the thing that you're supposed to do. You know, I stayed away for five days up until a certain point, and then social distance and wore a mask in here for the first week and then you know whatever i guess i have the long covid is what they've been calling it it's like where your symptoms just don't fucking go away my smell what? came back which is great and my what, what was that, that was, i said my sense of smell came back which was oh great. that's that good was, that's good i was worried about yeah. that i could be a motherfucker me too that would you don't realize great. how um attuned we are to smell and taste and stuff like that. And just for safety standpoints, just to know that there's gas in the room or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, or there's a, you know, it, it, it's a really important a fart to end a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good old George Carlin. Yeah, no, it, it sucks. It sucked, dude. I knew it. As soon as I got out of the shower, I put my cologne on and I didn't smell anything. I was like, huh, I think my cologne just went bad. My cologne. And then I picked up my lotion, which is that it doesn't have a big strong scent, but it's got a little bit of a scent, you know. And I was doing my arms and my feet, and I'm like, I don't smell my lotion. And then I was like, Oh fuck, man, damn! I think I lost my sense of smell. And it was weird because my brain was trying to send the receptor, or my nose was trying to send the signal to my brain, and it was the weirdest fucking feeling, Dad. It almost gives you a headache when you try to smell something. It like hurts because it's not working, and it like kind of hurts. Wow. This weird part of my brain, and it just, and so I just tried not to smell anything, man, because it always did that. It no like kidding. gave me that weird, yeah, it's fucking weird, man. That is weird. It's, just like, it's interfering with it, and it's just sending the hard wrong wiring, signals yeah. up into your brain. It's like, yeah, <sighs> it fucks with the hard wiring, man. Hmm, that's weird. But anyway, uh, so far as your other symptoms, you look good, man. It looks like you, uh, looks like you're feeling pretty good, huh? Yeah, no, but compared to the last time I saw yeah. you, I, I FaceTimed you when you guys were all there having fun. No, I was not doing no, good. No, that man. wasn't good. No, no. Dude, I, I I have never been so sick in my life as I was those fucking No, three people days, downplay man. that shit and they shouldn't. It's still, it, it is, yeah. as, as much on the run as uh, humanity has that shit, it's still fucking serious shit. I, I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, he's like, no, this is more like the flu, uh, blah, blah. I'm like, doc, I don't want to sound like a bitch or a pussy. But like, or, you know, a balls, cause they're more tender than bit, you know, pussies. But, um, I don't want to sound like a set of balls here, but you know, like, I feel like fucking, I've never felt this bad in my life. I've never had a flu that made me feel like this. What are you talking about? It's just like the flu. Yeah. Just like, the like flu. how, how <laughs> I, it took me a week and a half for my, the, what is it called? Your, your like kind of like internal cooling system and heating system. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I was sweating. I didn't have a fever, but I was sweating for a week and a half straight or cold for a week. My climate control, my internal climate control was just so fucked up. 
So no, fucked it, up. Yeah, it fucks with you like uh, fifty ways to Sunday, man. It really does. And and no, I'm not taking anything away from what you're experiencing. Uh, long long COVID. There's a, there's a difference between having symptoms of COVID for a while for a long time, and the people these poor some bitches who've got long COVID. They're like internal organs are failing. They've really got some serious shit that just, it's got hang time that, that it's just damaged them. It just damages people. Yeah, no, Um, I I can, I can feel, I I didn't have any serious other than the fact that I was sick. I got a fever and let me just, you know, clarify too. I did all of the things I did. I just got my, my third or the second booster, not the, not the first booster, but I got my second booster less than it was December. So yeah. when I had caught COVID, it had only been six months since my booster shot. So like I had done all the things. I yeah. had never caught yeah. COVID uh, in the three years that COVID has been a thing. I never caught it. I tested, you know, and, eight and to we've, we've always talked about how we time. always thought we had uh, uh-huh. COVID, <laughs> and I tested negative every single time. I never actually caught COVID, and uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think it was. You know, uh, one of Steph's family members was having a hard time, and they stayed in a, um, you know, uh, they stayed in a, uh, what do they call that for people, a home, like a shelter, like a homeless oh, shelter. Not, I'm sorry. And, and her mom was helping him, and I came in contact with him, and, and he had a sniffle, and then his her mom got COVID, like, literally two days later. Oh, And wow. Steph and I looked at him, uh, looked at each other, and we're like, we're, we're screwed. We got COVID and it wasn't, it wasn't even, it was eight days on the fucking money, man. Cause they say it's, you know, like that gestation yeah, period is mm-hmm. six days and bam, it was eight days on the money. I got COVID, man. It was just like, ugh. I knew it too. I knew how did, uh, how's Steph's mom? She was fine. She recovered. Like she was, <laughs> she bounced back. And it weird. Oh yeah. I mean, she, she said, she said that first night was terrible. She got a fever and kicked her ass. And then the next day she woke up and she was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a such a weird thing. I think a lot of people around that same time, a lot of people came down with it, and a lot of people still are. Um, mm-hmm. Brenton, the guy, my superintendent there, you know Brenton. Uh, he came. He came down. He's he's held off. He hadn't got it. He's like you. And what a coincidence! I come back from the uh, the birthday party over at the uh, the, uh, uh, the hotel. Yeah, right. The hard Rock. Hard Rock. And came back from over there and. Uh, as soon as I got, well, actually, I wasn't even back yet. I had called him up that Monday because I was staying an extra day. I was staying Monday there a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, he he says, uh, I came down with COVID, man. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He says, yeah, so far, this and that. But it whooped his butt. Yeah, I mean, I he's, you it. know, he's like you. It takes a lot to put him back in the bed, right? And yep. he was like, nope. Nope, he went and you know he went home. I didn't get out of bed for three fucking days, man. Yeah, and I'm not lying. I I literally and it took every. If I had like one of those little piss jars, I would have pissed in bed. There was no way I would even got up the yeah bedpan. bedpan, I would have just pissed right in fucking bed if I could have got away with it. I I could not get out of bed. It was, Hmm. it was, it was terrible, man. And so you know I can only fucking imagine how terrifyingly horrible. It is actually getting a bad strain. A bad of that, case man. of it, right? I mean, yeah. we're in to where you can't fucking breathe. Uh-uh, and, uh man. And oh. I, I got a couple scary moments where I, I was getting short of breath, but you know, I have bad anxiety, so it's really hard for me to tell the difference yeah, of me having a fucking panic attack, yeah. you know, or I'm like, I actually can't breathe, you know? So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I have moments like that, and it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just I, I, I start going like, oh, my God, and then I find out my nose is stuffed up. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm notorious. I can't breathe through my it. nose. Oh, shit. Okay, that's what it is. So uh, I, I wanted to, to talk about a couple of things with you on this show. Sure. I, a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show is kind of serious. And during the first season, I think we were we were tapping into a lot of old Bonita and a lot of old Nelson stuff. And I, I got some stuff I wanted to bring up to kind of tap back into that kind of stuff a little bit uh, before we dive into the fucking, you know. Yeah. I know people. I know a lot of people listen to us. Not a lot of people. I know some people listen to us. Uh, thank you, uh, recurring forty-five to sixty-five listeners every month, uh, every episode. Yeah. We love you guys, um, man. Yeah. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys are awesome. Um, but you no, know, uh, you know, like I, I know people either listen to us because they want to be like, you know, like well, their opinion sucks, or you know, they're, I agree with what they're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know how it goes. Ah, yeah. And, um. So. I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about was something that a lot of people don't know about us and old Bonita and our family. We have a family member that we lost. I think I was 12 when we lost him, but we had him. You had him since he was a puppy. Aww. And, you know, a lot of people don't know the story of your dog. Oh, Willie. Yeah. And I just figured maybe you could tell us you know, a little yeah. bit about well, your dog, Willie. Yeah, well, and, and plus, I think it, we've got to dive just a little deeper because uh, I think maybe our guests know that predominantly uh, I was I was raising you guys. I was a single parent uh, yeah. from when you guys were uh, six months old, uh, predominantly. And, uh, and so, then I think our stepmother, Kim, came in a picture when we were at five. Uh, yeah, when you were five years old, yeah. uh, just just after you started uh, kindergarten, uh, and then you know she she stuck around for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so but anyway, um, in in that time there, I I think I got Willie uh, just as you guys uh, as a puppy. Just uh, you guys were probably only about four years old when we got I think, Willie. I think you got Willie uh, after you married Kim, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It, that was about so four, we were probably like five or, five or yeah. six, weren't we? Well, yeah, oh. yeah. And so, yeah, he was really, really a puppy at about your, yeah. when you were about four years old, so you couldn't remember oh, okay. it. And wasn't a full dog. Uh, and so he was a, a yearling. By the time you got to kindergarten, and mm-hmm. the importance is this, this is back in the Benita days, and there's good and bad about that. I mean, I people a lot, you know, around town, I get to see this crap on the social media about how everybody's pining away for the good old days. Eh. And I, I always, just I'm, got I'm in a conversation. I'm like, eh, they weren't that good. I just you know, had a conversation with my ex-wife yeah. today about that. Not to cut you off, but about, cause she was talking about how yeah. this is a scary time we live in blah, blah. And I'm like, I grew up in the eighties. That was a fucking scary time, <laughs> man. Yeah. It was, it's always there been was scary. Weird, you know? Yeah. There's a, humans have been weird for yeah. a really long fucking time, dude. Yeah, but go it's ahead. Been I'm weird. sorry. And uh, but anyway, but in, in, especially on a local kind of like thing, everybody always. And I understand nostalgia, right? I mean, I get nostalgic for some things, but uh, to 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 insinuate that oh, it was so much better than the now, uh, how? You know, I mean, uh, it it really wasn't. I mean, unless you just like not being able to find a grocery store that didn't have dirt on the floor, or you know, or. Yeah, you or, wanted to drive forty miles to go see a movie, you know, or yeah. something like that. I mean, they're, they're, you know, if you're looking for that kind of place, yeah, 
Uh, I, I bet. Hear, I bet anybody. I hear Nebraska and Montana is full of that shit. So <laughs> even then, I bet you they're gentrifying it. And you know what? And I do. I do think that. Like, I do think that if people could go back in time to their nostalgia and spend more than ten minutes there, they would. They would start missing home. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it, a little bit of introspection, and they would kind of come out of it. But anyway, so. Um, but that was in the day we lived down at the end of the same place I live here now. Uh, it, at the end of Terry Street. Which is near town, but town, uh, but but not in town. And so we were at the end of a dirt road. And of course, Willie, our dog, he was a golden retriever, great dog. I didn't ever teach him anything. He learned everything himself. Uh, Which it's not like some he, stuff was bad habits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 I mean that dog spoke English, man. We, or we didn't speak English. Let's, let's iterate he this too. He understood. We didn't have English. a fence. We didn't have him on a leash. Nope. We didn't have him locked up in a kennel. No. Nope. He was a free range, free roaming fucking dog. Yes. Man. And he had he had better sense than most people because he well, here's the way it went. You know, uh I would get you uh I me me and Willie would get you ready for school in the morning and and Willie would walk you guys to the bus stop uh when you from first grade on, walk you to the bus stop. And I think when you were really young, you tolerated it pretty well. Uh, yeah. Will, will he be and, with and, you? and every day after school, when we showed up on the bus, he was sitting there waiting for it. I mean, on the fucking money. Yeah. On he, the fucking he money, would, the he time. Would walk you to, to the bus stop. He would sit there and wait with you. He would sit there and he was chill, right? He'd just mm-hmm. sit there, sit there with you. And as soon as you got on the bus, he'd come home. And then he would go about his rounds around the neighborhood. He had all kinds of stuff. He had business to take care of. Oh right? yeah, he was a neighborhood dog. He probably had three old ladies that fed him. Oh yeah, you know fish oh, yeah. fish snacks. Uh, he probably yeah. had an old man. He walked to the store every day. Who knows what he did, man? Yeah, and, and well, in in every once in a while, well, every once in a while, he would come home and he would be carrying a full frozen French bread. <laughs> hard frozen and so i knew he was robbing somebody's groceries out of their bag as they came home he was like staking them out you know he brought uh, a you know, frozen could you chicken put- he brought a fully frozen chicken i seriously <laughs> thought about cooking that some bitch but i was like eh. imagine <laughs> put one of those little cameras on his back that they do with the cats and stuff now these days and see what awesome. just what he would have done throughout that, the day you know that would have been awesome but oh, yeah. but also like you said uh uh not only would he do that you know and of course i went to work and, uh, and, and as I was, uh, getting ready to come back to work or whatever, Willie would, he knew what time to go down to the bus stop. He would go down to the bus stop and sit and wait for you guys. And he'd walk you home. Mm-hmm. He did yep. that for how many years until you he, were in junior or junior high or middle school, uh, middle school. Yeah. Which was up until that point, we rode a bus to, to elementary school. So a bus stop wasn't a, a big deal. He stopped hanging out with us uh, for a little while there was this kid that we hung out with, uh, Shannon Platts, and he did oh. not like that kid. So he stopped walking with us once he moved into the neighborhood. And it was a bummer because we got into a lot of fights with this kid too. So, yeah. you know, uh, he kind of stayed, Willie was a gentle soul. He didn't like yeah. conflict. He didn't like loud stuff. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, he, he, he was a good uh, alert dog. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't. He wasn't what I would call a guard dog. No, he wasn't mean at all. He didn't have a, no. Uh, he didn't have a mean. He, he, he was, wasn't a nanny dog at all. Well, only that he would watch over you. You know. So. Yeah, but but um, he he stayed clear of the conflicts that Neil and I were experiencing. Yeah. So so some of that stuff uh, he he kind of avoided. Um, and you know uh, he was a retriever, so he killed. 
two very particular types of animals a lot. <laughs> Cats. I can't tell you how many kittens he killed. It was terrible. Uh, and he didn't mutilate the, the cats. He just, he would hear them in the, the brush because what was before they put that road in there. It was just yeah. all woods. He would hear the cats in there. He would run in there and he would grab the cat and he would bring it to us. And, you know, he would bring it to us dead. It, it, and I don't know how he killed it and probably who knows what he did. But, and he wasn't doing it because he was a fucking vicious animal. He was just a, that's, that's what they were. No, bred it was for. just a, it was a squirrel to him. He didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Fucking gopher turtles, man. Gopher turtle. You know, oh and I talk, I had a talk about this. Everybody, uh, some, some people, some of our listeners don't know what a gopher turtle is, but uh, in Florida, we have these tortoises, I guess. They're an endangered species, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially because of Willie. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he would, they're a pretty good sized turtle. I mean, uh, something about the twice the size of a football or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, hard shell. I mean, doesn't look like something you'd want to eat. Uh, our our uh, our uh, here, forebearers. You ready, you, you ready for grandpa, this? You know what a turtle is? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. There you go. Classic, classic Blade uh-huh. Runner quote. Uh, so so anyway, so uh, he. But uh, there were burrows. These turtles were tortoises. Were burrows. Oh yeah, he'd dig them up. Uh, I mean, we're talking like eight to ten feet under the ground. He would bring back the shell. Empty. He would eat the turtle out of oh, the no, shell. He, this is gross. You, you don't know, man. Sometimes it would. He would not eat. The, sometimes he would bring back the. Sometimes he, you'd walk out in the lawn and you'd see he'd be crunching on the shell guts and cark this turtle, and he would never, of course, eat the entrails. So that's all you would see is just guts and the smell of the. It was just awful. It was the most. Yeah, I told the vet that I said, "Hey, uh, <laughs> go for turtles." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's eating go for turtles." He goes, do you feed him? I'm like, yeah, everything. Yeah, we, everybody's feeding him. He goes, yeah, he was a husky dog. He says, wolves won't eat gopher turtles when they're starving. <laughs> I, t- I think it's sport. I think it is. Like, he's just, yeah, he ate uh, them, man. He ate them fucking. There was nothing left but entrails and shell. He'd be chewing on that shell, man. And remember, remember also, he would find a beer can someplace and he would just sit there and he would just shred that beer can. He'd just chew it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a funny dog, man. But no, like you said, like all the way up into junior high, he would, uh, he would, uh, junior high was bad, no, middle school, because we went to Bonita Middle, which was, you know, a mile and a half from the house, you know, at most. Mm. And so Neil and I would have to get up. This was, we would get up as you were leaving for work, you would wake us up and then we would start getting ready for school because our school didn't start until like eight, I think it was eight, 10. So you'd leave at like seven ten. So we'd have like an hour of cartoons, well, a half an hour of cartoons, and then a half of an hour of trying to fucking fool our dog, damn dog. <laughs> and because he would follow you to school if you didn't. He would. Yeah. I I remember. I remember one day, uh, just sitting there in class, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, there's a dog outside!" Looking out the window and laughing and shit. And I get up and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's my fucking dog!" And he's just walking around the school, sniffing, trying to find a way in to find me and Neil. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was. We did that the peanut butter on the spoon thing for a while. Yeah. Um, God, there were so many different tricks. And finally, it just, it, he just finally got, it didn't, it wasn't anything other than he just got too old and he just didn't feel yeah. like walking up there anymore. He got cancer. And um, that was, I got to tell you, that was one of the saddest points of my, I, I've, I, uh, I, I'm a dog person, as you know. Yeah. And uh, I've always got to have a dog in my life. I, I'm just, there's, I've, I, I feel it's something very deep, very visceral, very genetic in me that I'm, I'm, you know, my forebearers, we were, 
we had dogs with us. They, we, mm-hmm. they were our companions and hunters, you know, and stuff or whatever. Yep. But anyway, and I, I, I didn't realize how much I loved uh, Willie. He was one of those dogs where you're like, ah, get over here, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, well, because he was he was an indoor outdoor dog. We didn't let yeah. him inside. He was just a, he was a big red headed stinky dog. So yeah, like he, dog. you could you could bathe him for a fucking hour, and the second you dried him off, he would he literally bad. he would no, and he not only would he smell bad because he was a redhead, he would find a dead animal almost immediately to yeah. go roll around in. I remember how pissed he would get. You'd spend like two hours trying to wash this damn yeah. dog, blow dry yeah. him, brush him out, and then he'd just go find a dead animal, He's like a be- almost immediately. Beautiful dog. I just, you know, I, <laughs> I got all kinds of pictures of that dog. But anyway, and he, uh, like a lot of red dogs, he got cancer, and they they get these big lumps, and they start bursting and stuff. It's just, it's just cruel and grotesque the way that they go. There's nothing you can do about it, and yeah. that was the most horrible thing I've ever went for. Uh, did experience with a with a pet, and I've been through a lot of pets, but uh, finally had to. Uh, didn't have to, but I didn't want him to suffer like that. Yeah, uh, it was just a horrible thing. I'm not going to go through it here like this, but no, uh, you, nobody's expecting I, you to. I know. That's I, not why I, I it was it just up. a. But you know, we have a vet. A friend of ours was the vet in town, and of course, he came over and and uh, back in the good old uh, days, put, when the vet would come to your house down right? here at the house, and uh, it was. Uh, I'll never do that again. There, there was, I, I know it was just, uh, just not nothing I want to go through again there, but uh, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with me and Willie. Cause you know how much I like Willie now or not Willie. <laughs> <Listen to laughs> Yogi. Yogi. I got another dog that uh, is uh, irritating to everybody because I'm, I'm, I talk about him all the time, but he's my buddy now. So I got to have well, a what, uh, George, you know, George Carlin says it. Life is a series, of, a dogs. series of dogs. Yep. Well, I, I, uh, I'm glad you get to talk about that a little bit. A lot of people didn't know that about us and our dog. And, and you know, anybody who listens to the show that is from Old Bonita probably remembers Willie. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, he was a fun dog. Uh, he was just a good dog. You could tell he had a good heart. And he's just, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck happens when you die. You have no idea what's going to happen, you know? And, you know, no, maybe, you maybe, no, maybe you are reconnected with some of this, these little creatures I, and souls. When I don't know. know, I mean, I, I think there's some. I do think that uh, just like animals have instincts, right? That, mm-hmm. That's uh, that's genetically handed down uh, very deep. I think we do too, and I think some of us, uh, some of us are predisposed for that. It could be a simpler explanation, though. It could be just that there's something in some of us that uh, uh, our pets are safe places to put our emotional content right there. there mm-hmm. You know, because well, a dog, a dog is always there for you, man. Yeah. Just is. always, always, always there man. for you. It's just, I, I, I can't think of a more nobler creature. Yeah, well, really even that cool. new predator movie that came out called prey. It's on Hulu. Um, oh, Megan told me a little, just a little good. bit. It's about pretty that. good. I watched it last night. Uh, the main, the, the lead in the show, she's a little weak. I felt like, uh, she's just reminded me of like, a millennial on her phone and she's like supposed to be playing this hardcore Comanche or Comanche, you know, and <laughs> a millennial Comanche. <laughs> yeah. I, I it, it didn't really sell me, but the predator was pretty cool. And, um, they could, they make some connections between the films and stuff like that. It was okay. It was a good movie. It's better than any of the new ones that came out, but one and two, in my opinion, are still King. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't like any of them, but the, the first one, I really I like the care. second one. I think Danny Glover kicks the second one's ass. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm a fan of horror, and the second one was directed by, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the guy that did Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Dream Warriors. 
So, you know, they had this very particular feel that I really enjoyed about the 80s and that. And you're not really a horror fan. That was more horror, I no, think. No. You know, so. Hey, I want to do something new with you. Uh, sure. I'm going to. I'm So, we're going to play a little game. Are you ready for this? Cool. Are you ready for a game? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a music game. This is going to be a little bit of lessons for uh, some younger generations because we're going to be talking about late 60s and 70s rock and roll. You, you down with that? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a, a band name and maybe even a song title and you tell me, boom, like what it makes you think of and <laughs> everything like that. You ready? All right. All right. All right. Deep Purple's Black Knight. Black you know Knight? One? Yeah. You know that one? I don't know Black Knight. I don't think that I know Black Knight. Ooh, what about just Deep Purple? Yeah. Deep Purple. Uh, uh, here's the first thing that came to my mind. Friend of mine, Gary Eximinus. Uh Gary Eximinus was a... Uh, he, he and I were kind of doppelgangers back in the day, back when we were uh, all the way from elementary school, all the way uh, uh, until we were kind of like uh, out of kind of just pre out of high school. He had a, uh, we both like fast cars. I had, a, mm -hmm. I had a Trans Am. He had a, a Dodge Challenger. I actually yep. had a Dodge Swinger with a 446 back in it. He ended up, uh, uh, Gary ended up uh, getting killed in that car. He uh, yeah. out, was outrunning the police and uh, tried to outrun a police. Fucking barricade. renegade, man! Fucking renegades back in he, the seventies. No, dude. it was just listen. Remember, his favorite movie was uh, Vanishing Point, okay. and it, the guy at Vanishing Point does the exact same thing in the exact same car. Yeah, so uh, talk about was, living up to your idols, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was really weird. But I think I am because uh, uh, the Deep Purple song. Uh, Nobody's gonna take my car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is uh, this is Black Knight. I'm only gonna do ten seconds of this because uh, I don't want to yeah, get yeah. sued. But here, this is Black Knight. They, they don't, they don't want to this, but. <laughs> my, my, uh, my, 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 uh, mine was a uh, Highway Star, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, course smoke on the water. That's a little trite. It's, it's a little trendy, uh, but yeah, it was still yeah, a good yeah, song. Yeah. Uh, my woman from Tokyo, that kind of stuff mm. like that. But yeah, oh, that's Deep a good Purple. song. I always forget about that one. Yeah, my woman from Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff from Deep Purple. Yeah, I was like really loved them. How old uh, were you when you got in? Were you in high school or was it like seventeen, eighteen? Right probably, but really music. didn't really get did get to appreciate them till I was just in the early twenties. Were you were you were they uh, at, at all of an influence in your band and in your music, and or were they just more like kind of like a. <laughs> No, you know, like I wouldn't say so. You know, I got to tell you that the people that I got, re I got to tell you who really started in, I mean, I loved them. Uh, but I had, I had, even then I had really eclectic kind of taste. Uh, mm -hmm. You remember that song, Hocus Pocus by Focus? Oh yeah. Yeah. That song's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, they just, yeah. that blue, I was like, what? <laughs> that yeah, was the yeah. original prog man. Yeah, yeah. Rock, you know? yeah. So yeah. I, I started down there uh, when I was listening to, you know, Deep Purple but but it was uh, Mark Melendon, man. Grand Funk Railroad was was what yeah. I really cut my teeth on. Uh, loved they were them. they were three piece band, right? It's fucking three piece. Somehow, yeah. I, somehow yes. they got that. No, kind they had of that. Depth. I mean, they've been. There's a couple of bands throughout history. You know, like Rush, The Police, and yeah. the Grand Funk Railroad. They just have this magical sound. Just three dudes fucking jamming. Oh up, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, they they filled they filled mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. Uh, but but. I wasn't all now. I, I wasn't all into like a, 
Uh, I saw your brother uh, goofing on uh, some of some of the old bands there, like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan. Neither just am I. not. However, Houses of the Holy, that album, Houses of the Holy, holy crap, that yeah. was my uh, that was one of our get high fucking albums right there. That that had some different kind of shit in it, man. All right, well, I'm gonna hit you some more here. I'm gonna All hit right. you some more. Some of these are a little pop popular, but I know you're gonna bring some some of the more underground stuff with it when I say it. All right, and I know this one's really trendy, but the reason I bring this up was the reason I, it was one of the very first things you showed me on the drums, man, was this. And it was ZZ Top, man. And oh, you showed me that fucking God. little snare roll on the drums. And I thought, I mean, I didn't even know who ZZ Top was when I was 15. LaGrange. And then you hit me with it. LaGrange. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, how about ZZ Top? What do they do for you? I mean, are they, are they an influential band to you or... <laughs> I mean, because they're just some cool dudes from Texas. I mean, we can all say that, but well, I, I wouldn't say influence. I I enjoyed them at that point in my life. There, um, that was kind of like a. And it's funny how this, the, all this stuff, kind of like puts you in like. There's a time in, in oh, yeah. your life. Music, it's where you that. were. What was yep. that? You know. Yeah. And that was a time when it was probably uh, 25 to 30 years old, going going out to some bars, you know, stuff yeah. like that, and. uh yeah, it was beer drinking kind of crap. I mean, around Bonita, <laughs> there was the Sundog, uh, the Whale's Tail, places like that. And that's what mm-hmm. they that's what they kind of played in there. You know, everybody was wanting Freebird to be played, right? Or whatever. Uh, play Freebird! <laughs> yeah, but uh, 38 Special, I mean... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I like yeah, 38 Special, but... I do, too, man. I like, I like a lot of that <laughs> I stuff. I think he's got uh, a great voice, man. I, and they were a good super band, you know, considering... Uh, one of my favorite lines on a song is, uh, Oak Tree, you're in my way, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about uh how about Triumph? Uh yeah, Triumph is a um I didn't didn't know too much about them. There was a couple of them that I, I like, but it was a that's kind of a specialty kind of a thing, but I wasn't really into them a whole lot. Yeah. Um I mean, I think I remember seeing one of their records in your collection. You used to have this record collection for your record player. And I remember seeing one, you know, there was like the real as a little kid in the 80s you always saw your parents' records collections, and they were all stuff from the late '60s to the to the late '70s. And you know, the thing about records back then were these extravagant fucking art pieces know, right? on top on the records, you know. And all the records had these incredible inserts and these pages and like books that you would open up. And I remember Triumph had you had a Triumph album in there. You had I remember seeing Steely Dan. Um, Still a lot of Steely Dan. Yeah, but, but they, that was another phase. That was a that I kind that was of an morphed 80s into phase, yeah. a real jazz phase, real fusion, real jazz. That as I got into more complex music, and of course, Sticks, Sticks was mm-hmm. the the pairing to Triumph for me. Sticks was, you know, yeah. I noticed that Sticks and Triumph have a very similar kind of. You yeah. know, we wear capes and sing about fucking crazy shit. You know, what I mean? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was really into sticks, really more than that, uh, and of course Kansas mm-hmm. was my was my that that was the more when that came to our music, that was more of an influence uh, to me more than anything else was was that I just yeah. I couldn't I could not understand how they got <laughs> that that bass sound that they that still yeah. how they made that bass talk. Yeah, no, it was, he's like it's good. that. It's just it's uh, good, man. And, and what is it, Terry? Terry Ling? What's his name? Terry Lingriff or Lit? Terry Livingren. Uh, uh, Terry Livingren. Yeah, that guy is just he's a genius. Yeah, 
it was just one of those people that just got it. You know yeah, what I mean? He, he, just, he, he just got it. He understood. Truly, uh, truly one of the artists that you can name that uh, was was working. I don't believe in this shit, but at the same time, something's going on there. This inspiration that comes, uh, as they put it in their song, Miracles Out of Nowhere. Mm-hmm. This inspiration that just, this song appears in this guy's head. And he brings it to the to the recording studio the next day. I've, fully, I've had fully formed. I've had fully and I'm, formed. I'm not comparing myself by any means as a yeah. savant to this guy, but I I can relate. I do. I can relate to that, and I can relate to Mozart in the sense that I write songs in my head before I put them down on oh. the computer. So like I'll I'll come up with a riff. I'll come up with a nice chorus. I'll come up with all of the intricacies, like different parts of it. And I can hear it all in my head. So when I do, my problem is, is what I hear in my head, I'm not as good at playing. So I can't <laughs> always translate what I'm hearing in my head on, on guitar. And, you know, it's like yeah. anything. I think your vision never really comes out quite exactly how you envision it. But yeah, that was know. my favorite part of being in a band was, uh, and and I can't get the same thing. I haven't been able, because I'm not good enough at it, at uh, GarageBand. I'm not good enough at it yet to, to do this. And and that collaboration is missing there too. And what I yeah. loved doing was coming into the to the the studio, uh, coming into the room with the guys and going like, "Here's a new song." Oh, yeah, uh, here's a new the song. Best. And, I got a new and, riff and, for you guys. And, and yeah. I played for him. And here's this part. And here's that part. And, and seeing their excitement, they'd be like, like "Oh okay, shit, yeah, yeah, I see you doing this here." And and, and oh, that's creating that creating that is just the best. And then you play it. And then you'd like start over, play it again, start over, Definitely. play it again. And <laughs> some of the guys like uh, Skip, Skip Hopkins, our, our drummer, he was always like really impatient. Let's just jam, man. I go, no, we're going to get this right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get this right. It just was just torture for him. But I was like, no, let's just do it again. That's a tr- and, classic and drummer. There's nothing, there's nothing um, more satisfying, I mean, really, than Getting all that, being in a pocket with each other and getting just like in fucking, a pocket, uh, you get you finally hit it and everybody uh-huh. you get it right and it's like whoa what that it you're right that is an incredible feeling anybody who's ever been in a band knows exactly what that yeah is, it's but. it's uh I I and th- those uh those bands are lucky enough to, to to be able to do that I mean it's like and that's what it gets me when I watch that uh, that uh, documentary from uh, about Kansas about miracles out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's that that it blows me away. It just blows me away that they were able to. Oh yeah, to come it's up incredible. With that's did. a great documentary too. Well, I got one more for you, and then we can talk about whatever you sure. want. Sure. All right. Um, so, as a kid, one of the albums that stuck out for me, and and I'm not gonna lie, this this is one of those albums that hit me so hard as a little boy. I think I was eight mm-hmm. or nine years old when I put this record on a record player. And you had this great, and I was trying to show you, I think it was that Fisher <laughs> that I sent you. You had a great system. Uh, I think it was that, I th- remember the, f- the last one I sent you was a Fisher, I think is what it was. Yeah. I think that's what you had. You had this great yeah, yeah. amplifier. and it's a big and, honking uh, Big old, st- you know, metal amp, you know, Looked stereo. Like army, something from the army. Super yeah. cool, super cool. And you had these big, huge speakers and you had a really nice record player. And then you had, you know, an 80s, 80s uh, CD player, but, you know, I didn't really get into that until a little bit later. I think Danny Caturbo brought you the He uh, built the, the speakers player. for me. Oh, he built the speakers for me. I, but he, I think he brought you the CD player, too. I think no, I remember I him know. bringing it to you. No, no. But, um, so anyways, I put 
Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon on the record oh. player. And I remember cranking it up, being a little kid, being like, what's this? And it fucking blew my motherfucking mind, dude. I had no idea what I was listening to. I didn't know you were allowed to do stuff like that with music. This is like weird, random people yelling and fucking helicopters and cash registers yeah. and all kinds yeah. of fucking crazy shit. And then yeah, I remember hearing David Gilmore's guitars and and I knew right then and there, I wanted to write music. I wanted to play music. I wanted to write music. I wanted, so what about you when you were a kid? What was that like when it first came out, Dark Side of the Moon? I mean, and just hearing that, what had to be no, incredible, the, uh, right? And, and uh, to me, that was, that's mag, their magnus opus, man. I mean, it was just th that album in, in my, I know some people are like, but yeah. that album <laughs> I, is perfection. It is. It really is. It's one of those albums that I, I would not change a thing that, that was another one handed down from the ether. I am. I, I mean, and I know that the guys, when they wrote that, they, they worked their ass off and they, they put a the lot thing. of work into it. They yeah. It the was same thing that we work. did. It was yeah. the same process. I'm sure. But God damn, man, it's, it's just fucking perfect. It really who, is, man. who put these, these, uh, these female, uh, Oh, they got these black soul singers in there you know, and shit. Yeah, yeah, this is great, the, man. This is fucking fantastic, what, what dude. What were you thinking, man? But <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's perfect. It and is. It's, it's soothing, and it's I can. Uh, that's on my playlist now. I'll play it. I'll play it for three days in my truck uh, driving is, from job to job. And it's one of those albums, man, that really just to this day stays on Billboard's top one hundred because every generation finds it. And every generation listens to it, and it yeah. influences every fucking generation. No, no, it, uh, it, we, you know, we were lucky that children of the seventies, we were lucky to experience that stuff. We didn't even know how lucky we were to experience it. And there's, there's a whole lot of other music that we oh, yeah, have no time to, to no, touch. No, that just, that just crazing some uh, of the stuff that influenced I ran me. Into you know, some right? stuff. I played, and I every once in a while I play some stuff for you, like the that band Mother's <laughs> Finest. Yeah. Uh, it's just this classic uh, cross between rock and roll and, and funk somehow. It's just amazing. There was all kinds of great stuff going on back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's, a, in my mind, it's missing. There's a lot of good music out there right now that I don't listen to. I mean, I, I know that. I just, and I my regret right now, and I like it because you send me stuff. I really love when you do that, by the way. When you send me something, you're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks. check us out. It just uh, reminds me of like a, just a newer version of probably I know, what you would I know. have listened and, to. And, and I'm know? like, whoa, listen to that. Because, I, you know, I, I, could, I remind myself of my fucking mom. My mom watching Gunsmoke. <laughs> That's all or, she wanted to watch music or her Gunsmoke. Her uh, top top 40s, 70s country music. She, you know? she stopped listening to music, which is a crime. I don't know what oh, happened man, to that's her. A bummer. That's, a, that's another function of the, the Z she ended up with. Uh, kind of the uh, dementia and stuff is that she just lost her desire to listen to that kind of stuff or read or anything like that. Which I'm like, I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I got to keep working that muscle. But anyway, I, but I know, I know the song I want to be listening to when I die. Let me put it that way. I know the exact song I want playing when I. Die. I think about that every once in a while about you know my eulogy. This is the song I want playing or whatever like that. But it, I change my mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I go, no, nah, it's this one. 
<laughs> I want all of them played. Actually, I just want yeah. them all played. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, I always yeah. think. I always think like you know if if you if there was such a thing, right? Is like the galactic heavens, right? Like the right. universal heavens, right? And and the imagery that you if you could just take it all of it in, what would that sound like? And I think that music is just a small little piece of what it sounds like. You know what I mean? These little because the the theory of music and the theory of good music, right? Isn't just taste. It like actually there is a method to really good sounding music. There's a method to it. And it's not just because, you know, uh we're peacocking, right? Yeah. Ah, making sounds that are like trying yeah, to get right. the yeah, you know right. what I mean? There's yeah. there's a real science behind it. No, there think, is. It uh and it's it, and, you know, these philosophers through the ages have tried to distill that down on why do these notes go together? What does that mean? What, harmony, I mean, right? yeah, what like, is like, the like, science yeah. behind this? Why is a harmony pleasing? Why yeah. is it harmonious? Yeah, why what, is it what, what, anyway? what is that? Is yeah. that beauty? Is that the essence of beauty? Why is something beautiful? Why is something harmonious? Why does that, what does it trigger in us? What is the function I don't of know. that, you know, I mean, other than it, just it, feeling good and hitting dopamine buttons. Well, I mean, I don't yeah, know what but, it is. And, and, and then or feeling like, like okay, shit. Some stuff makes it. you feel terrible. You know, why does that? And why do discordant notes? Why? Cause we even call yeah. it that. Yeah. We even call it that. That's, that's fucking irritating. That's, that makes me feel bad. Why yeah. does it? Why does it? It's, it's, a, it's, uh, and it, I haven't ever heard that answered, uh, I, I'm sure somebody tried to answer it sometime, but it's. I'm going to do that really next guest. I try to bring on. I was going to be a music theory person. I want to pick their brain. What they think? Why do you? Why is this? Why is this? Why? 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 Why do we do this music <laughs> thing? And you know what? Uh, Carl Sagan. Good. Hail, hail Sagan. Hail Sagan. Uh, Carl Sagan. Then that's what he was after when he sent that spacecraft Voyager out there with that record on there with all kinds of music and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. Because can you imagine? who knows what, what intelligence is out there and who might how many pop, millions pop of years record and they're like what is this and they put on mozart or <laughs> yeah are, yeah we don't know if it just sounds like trash to them or <laughs> or what yeah. we th what we think is harmonious somehow or if it's is, a weapon and it just pops all their brains like in uh, mars attacks you know yeah, yeah right <laughs> like a, about that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a, being a human being is really interesting. And I wish more people thought about the, the things that are interesting about who we are instead of the things that are, you know, destructive and it's but, hard. But, you know, we're always, you know what it is, is that we're, we've got all this busy work that we have to do to, to the survival work that used to be like fight off the fucking saber tooth tiger find some or stuff to, find some shit to eat don't get or eaten or nazis fight off the nazis well yeah, yeah and then it turned into that <laughs> try not to get killed by the uh, neanderthals or whatever mm -hmm. uh, and, and and so we're we're still carrying that baggage along and but back in you know uh you know whatever 1200 bc back in greece and everything they had time they had for the first time time to think about this stuff and and try to figure out you know uh, the the scale the musical scales and what it was and the mm. definition of beauty why things are beautiful and stuff like that real what the things that make us human yeah 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 I mean that's that's really interesting uh, and, I think and we we've set that it seems like we set that aside why aren't we 
delving into that more. Why well, aren't we more interested instead of being interested in fighting and having political yeah. you because know, it doesn't uh, because you get going no, on yeah. because because there's no power in that understanding. You know, yeah, there's no but, control oh. in that understanding. Well, at least we don't think there is. And I think what we're realizing now too is is I think animals are becoming capable of that also, especially with like, you know, whales and, you know, uh, really some, there's some really smart animals. Whale, whale song is a perfect example um, of like animals being able to understand sound harmony in that kind of weird, what is it called? It's like a reflection and vibration or, or, Reverb, I think is what it is, you know, um, vibration and reverb or whatever. You know, I think, I think it's a thing. I think it's a, I think it is a universal thing. Uh, the thing that scares me is in space, there is no sound because of vacuum. Yeah. And it's like the absence of it. That's what weirds me out. Yeah. Like that, that quiet, that fucking absolute fucking. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's funny you should say that because I saw this thing, uh, of course on Facebook or some shit. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like, oh, oh a nature, nature abhors a vacuum. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. That's not true. I've heard that before. And guess what? Nature loves a fucking vacuum, buddy. Mm-hmm. Because you know what most of, most of nature is? Vacuum. Look up, say, look up, look at the look up. bottomless fucking pit over our head. Literally a bottomless pit. But you know, <laughs> let's, but let's not talk about take, how freaky it is. But, but take heart. <laughs> yeah. the, the rarity, the rarity is the consciousness. Oh my God. Why don't we take care of that shit? If, yeah, we're, if we would just realize that that's so rare that we are the universe, we're universe's guardian of the consciousness. I mean, uh, why wouldn't we be taking care of each other? Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know why. It's, uh, no, I mean, it, it should be like just that, just that fact. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Neil's peeking in here. Hey, brother, Neil, what you doing? I'm my son. What's going on, man? Oh, he just peeked in, peeked out. You want to say hi? Hi. Oh. Um, real quick, before we bounce here, uh, I mean, you want to put some headphones on? Say hi. Put some headphones on, man. You got to go? I got, uh, we got my uh, Nick's twin brother, Neil. He's, he's got to go. son there, peeking in on us, just so yeah, you guys know. Yeah, he's got to go. He was tattooing uh, his wife in the other room, but he's got to oh. go. Oh, he's coming in the studio, coming in dark waters. Well, have you? Uh, right, see you later. He can't, he can't hear me now, right? right? No, he can't hear you. Okay. <laughs> he said, right. love you. As usual. Love you. <laughs> uh, Anyways, um, what do you think oh, of the old. Oh, yeah. no, go ahead. No, no, ahead. I was uh, before you. What do I think of what? Oh, what? what, what? No, uh, just go. No, I'll let you finish what you were saying. Uh, okay. Uh, but before we bounce, uh, I, I wanted to we talk about the. Uh, we had a my birthday party at the hot Hollywood Hard Rock. And I have to give a special shout out to that place. I have to tell you that it was amazing. Uh, that it was uh, most places, most places, you know, whether um, really fine hotels and stuff like that right now, they they just happen to be understaffed. There's mm-hmm. a certain level that you're used to getting. Not that I'm in a hotel snob, but I am. Uh, the level of service that you expect when you're, you're spending some big bucks and stuff like this. I got to tell you, Hollywood hard rock is uh, there. Every person that we met there 
whether it was a, a, a waitress or the person serving us out by the pool or the people I would meet at the elevator that were, you know, kind of, you know, checking keys and stuff like that. Everyone was polite, helpful, nice. I mean, to, to a fault. And yeah. man, I mean, they were, Nick, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. There were employees freaking everywhere. I got to, I, I can't recommend it any more highly than anything I've ever done in my life. Huh. And we stayed at the guitar. I'm there. glad I missed it. <laughs> well, no, and I'm not saying it for that previous no, reason. No, I mean, you know, we, we got, yeah. we were just, it, it was a whole guilt trip for us too, for you not <laughs> no, being there. Kidding. We thought about that know, all the dude. time. I no, know, but it, we just did. I just didn't, but I, I, I wanted to say this. No, I'm glad you had a great birthday. Though, man. Well, I, really and I wanted to say this it. because in case somebody hears this and, and, uh, and, and hopefully the Hollywood hard rock hears this. And I, I, and I told everybody there in management that I could, I, you guys got something going on. I don't know how you doing this, yeah. but keep doing it. I suspect they, they're paying people. To, to, <laughs> to, I mean, you know what? And that's what it takes. Sometimes they're, they're getting the good, the good people working there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes and, and uh, the people, the people working there, they like working there. You can tell. Yeah. 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 So yeah, for sure. And, and then uh, real quick before we end this, is the old man over? Was that the last episode? Was this episode seven? Was that the it? Yeah, that was it for this season. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Hey, can I yeah. just say, awesome show, by the way. Fucking yes. killer show. Killer show. Holy shit. Um, it just builds and builds and gives you more and gives you more and gives you more. Every episode, you get something and you walk away like, ah, I got more. Ah, I know. I got yeah, more. I know. Yeah, and then you're like, holy shit, I can't wait till next week. Holy shit. I mean, can we just say, uh, maybe the bad guy is the good guy in that show. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, the dude abides, man. I mean, the dude's not the good guy in that show, man. He's not kind a good a, guy. He's kind of a monstrous human being. He is, but he's like, well, he's kind of practical about the shit, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. And then I got to say, I mean, Jeff Bridges is just brilliant anyways, man. And he just... Ev- like you said, we talked about him before when he was younger. He was kind of weird, but yeah. as he's an old dude, man, he's just so fucking badass. And then uh, what's his the other actor in that show? Oh, um, John, uh, John, John Lithgow. Lithgow. God, he's just fucking perfect. He was fucking brilliant in that. I got to tell you. Uh, I, yeah. I've always liked him since the 80s. I've always been a fan of him since from, from everything from the Santa Claus to Harry and the Hendersons to his more serious stuff. I think he's a great actor, man. I just I've always I think liked he got him. better. I think this is one of his best parts, I have to tell you. Yeah. Because, because he's, yeah, you feel for him more than you do for, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he just yeah. wants to, he's just, he tried to fix, yeah, I don't want to, spoilers. He yeah, tried to fix well, some stuff. But, but we Jesus. all love a badass, so guess who we're rooting for most of the time, man. Yeah, yeah and he you know, is. In, fu- like, dude, I feel old. I'm. I feel old. I'm 43. I feel old. I see him doing the things he's doing in the show, and I'm like, holy shit! I couldn't recover from that. And then he barely recovers, but he's just like, I mean, I, he starts off. You know, the show starts off. He has a hard time pissing for Christ's sakes in the I middle know, of the night. I know. But yeah, then he goes and fucking world. does the shit that he's doing, and it's just like, oh You're shit! Like, what? Yeah, and then oh, you realize it's, it's, I, I gotta tell you, it gives hope to all us old guys out there, man. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like he's like uh, what would you say it? The uh, yeah, Liam old Neeson Keanu Reeves or something. Or Liam, you know? Liam Neeson. Oh, you know, I will find you. I will you find know? you, and I will injure you. Know what? Yeah. No, it's great. It's a good show. Good no, show. No, it's a good show, and uh, I, I have a uh, I have a confession to make. Though I've 
<sighs> I started watching something that I'm not I'm not proud of. I, it's Lori's fault. Okay, I have to say that. Uh, you ever heard of this show called Below Deck? Below Deck. What it that is? It's about a yacht charters, and I'm talking about these like 200 foot yachts that these five or six rich people will charter. And mm -hmm. it's all about the people who work on the boat and mm -hmm. all the bitching and mining, whining that they do and how they're trying to serve these people. All and the how, drama in the service industry. All, and all the drama stuff. in the service industry. And, and then, of course, of course, the captain's like the, the hero. He's always like rolling his eyes like, fuck, these people or whatever yeah. uh, and trying to pace things together. As an employer, I really appreciate it because I – I kind of have to deal with this shit all the time, yeah. right? These guys go like, this guy doesn't give me any respect. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck. I mean, I don't know why I'm reliving this shit. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, and so I, here's a, and I thought about it. I, these guys are going to Tahiti and to Thailand. And that's, oh my God, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. But I said, I said, oh, listen, I, next family vacation, we're going to be on that show. And then I, I looked it up, and no, we're not. <laughs> it's expensive. For a week, a week on that boat, two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, that's what I said. Two hundred and fucking fifty grand for uh, that's for six days. Holy fucking shit! Grand. Holy so, fucking shit! So I'm shit. like, let me say, what would I'm like? What that's, would two, how about two that's, days? That's a that's a good year's salary. <laughs> shit! Holy I, shit! Fuck! I, I'm like, gee, many Christmas. I mean, it, it it was like, and then I said, okay, well, what if you split it up between like two, four, six? It, I can't make the math work on. It. I'm like, fuck that. No, I'm gonna have to it, find a smaller boat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so I'm like, okay, what if we just get uh, maybe I mean, a let's sixty do, footer? Let's do the math here. Two fifty. <laughs> divided by I don't divided know what's six. ten thousand right? How many people to make a? You'd have to have twenty five people paying ten nah, G's for a There's week. only fifteen people can go on a boat. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Gonna happen. It, can't, no. it can't happen. So you got to reduce the number of days, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But these people. I'm going to spend a night and, on there, and they're tipping. They're tipping the crew. Uh huh. Uh, fifteen grand. They're tipping them fifteen grand. Damn. Yeah. So, you know, what we did at the Hard Rock, pfft, duck yeah. soup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can do that every weekend. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have to get on a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, but anyway. But anyway, I can't wait till our next trip, man, I and uh, get all healthy and everything like that. So yeah, you guys going out. to, uh, you going up north, you going up to, uh, in October, you going... Yeah, what we're gonna doing? do the the normal thing too. We're looking at at cabins right now. What what month? Uh, at October, it'll be like the middle, the beginning slash middle of October. Well, I think we're going to, about the same time. Maybe we can uh, meet somewhere let's halfway. To, let's talk, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's yeah. some good because we're we're what a couple hours from you where we stay from from your you yeah. Know, we're we're in the Blue Ridge Mountains, so same fucking area, you know, yeah. just different yep. state. So, yep. um, well, cool, man. Well, I think it was a good show. I mean, uh, I, I I didn't mean to to do the interviewing on you and uh, no, that's okay. It, but no, you know, that's... like uh, I just figured we'd do you know something a little bit funner, you know, because we've been trying yeah. to do me the last couple, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get do me. It's easy to get do me about this kind of shit, man. Yeah, I mean, next you know, next episode we'll get do me again, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Well, we can uh, we can get back into the the politics or the whatever. politics exactly. 
So. Yeah, or whatever it is. But uh, but no, I mean, it is important to talk about what's really important in life. What is good in life? What is good in life? Besides to, uh, stampeding your enemies in front of you or whatever. <laughs> what you, L- listening yeah. to the lamentation of their women. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, whatever the fuck that is. All right. All right. Well, uh, and I had a, I had a, uh, that was my embarrassing, uh, what was been listening to fucking it's strange shit. Uh, <laughs> to crush your oh, enemies I see them driven before you and here. hear the limitation of their women listen there's a show and it's called mind over murder hmm. and uh god damn what is it on uh, it could be what on apple or netflix i don't know what the fuck is on but anyway it's mind know. over matter and what it is is about the beatrice six and it, I, John, uh, John Oliver mentioned it and kind of attracted my attention because that was the classic case of someone interrogating people and getting them to confess to something that false they confessions. did not fucking do. Yeah, it's a real thing. I listen to a lot of true crime, so I hear a lot about false confessions, man, like a lot about it. Yeah, so so this one's the classic case, but it, I got to tell you, it it made me cry at the end Um which one is it? The out. one that the and, and 70s? not in a bad the, way. It the was dudes like, in the seventies, or, uh, or it was like late seventies, early eighties. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe I might have seen this maybe one. Maybe eighties, nineties, or something. I may have seen this one. Uh, it's a small town. Yeah, it's a small town. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Yep, or documentary. I've seen it. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But it, I, mean, I mean, watching because the uh, the family that uh, whose grandmother got killed uh, got murdered. They were convinced that these people had done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a shotgun, right? He shotgunned uh, the mur- uh, the the old lady in the. No, that wasn't it. No, okay. no, nope. different one. No, nope. strangled her. Strangled. So it was yes. a rape okay. and strangulation of an old yes, lady. Yes, yes, that's right. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and so, and of course, it was just a you all, know, and it's just all historical, so you can't. It's no, there's no spoiler because it's a matter of history. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what it did was it just kind of it was about was about this entire town's prejudice that they just, even after DNA, they finally did DNA on these people and they weren't even fucking there. <laughs> they weren't even in the building. And, and so, and they, it was like, look, if they were there, there'd be some DNA from them there. And there wasn't, there was this other DNA and we found it. That guy was in prison and he died in prison. Uh, you know, Christ. so yeah, we can't even charge the guy. So that was so dissatisfying that the, the family, that that was the, the 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 grandma that got killed. They were so locked in that they were so sure that those people did something that they couldn't let go. And that's so Jesus typical Christ. of human nature. And it's not their fault. It's typical of human nature. That was the one thing I wanted to talk to. You know, um, was Aaron Berg about was the idea of you know the the idea of getting in in your head. You know, and you're married to the idea that, and and it it puts blinders on you, and it completely prevents you from even understanding or knowing yeah. the truth. You know, yeah, and it's it's an in and um, although it, 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 in order to you know, basic scientific theory, in other words, to 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 you have to come up with a theory first, mm-hmm. and so in in the discipline comes to where you can't get married to that theory. When well, the information comes along, and well, it's you like, prove your theory one. wrong. I mean, yeah. a good scientist is not out to prove their theory right. Yeah. A good scientist is out to prove their theory wrong. But That's even, what a good scientist even the great Sagan would tell you that it, it scientists sometimes are very tempted to to be convinced that the that the uh, that the supporting facts are incorrect <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it doesn't match their theory. Yeah, Hail Sagan. 
<laughs> All right, man. It's good to see you again, buddy. I'm glad you're feeling well. Thank you, man. Stay that way, man. Let's uh, yep. let's uh, we got to get together. We got a big Christmas shindig. We should uh, we should we should podcast from there. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. I can I could set up a small mini gear and and uh, do it. It'd be easy. Let's do it. Let's do a Christmas podcast. Let's do it. We'll even but, video. We'll even video it. Would you? We'll yeah. video it. That'll be fun. All right, yeah. buddy. 